talk about that in a second let's pretend like yeah. this is just a regular old intro how are you doing where are you what's going on you don't have alma this weekend i don't she's in the vineyard <clears throat> i like somewhere she's in a vineyard somewhere <laughs> martha's vineyard sorry i'm using new england like or maybe Massachusetts <laughs> shorthand as if everybody knows she's on martha's vineyard with her dad nice that's a fan i mean is that like is that like going to the Hamptons or is that? Sometimes it, it can be. Um, the vineyard's pretty mixed. There are like super posh areas and they're just kind of regular areas. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, yeah, it's a definitely, you know, vineyard vines. Like, what do you think of when you think of vineyard vines? Well, I mean, going to Napa is not the same thing as going to Martha's Vineyard, I think. Yeah, I have never been to Napa. That was one of my um deeply deeply saddening things when i had to get sober i realized i would never get to do that it's not that great <laughs> it's, it's it's yeah you know yeah land, so, land with vineyards yeah you get drunk such, <laughs> i know but you know it's the whole idea i of never it. i i know it's the idea but it's so funny because like let's take a second to talk about it i never had a good time up in napa or sonoma um really why? No, um, because I usually got shit faced and mm. it was not it's like I went wine tasting because I've lived in California. I lived, you know, there's like I, I li- always lived around like I lived in the Santa Cruz Mountains. I lived um, near San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, and I also lived near uh, Napa, Sonoma. And I so I spent a lot of my 20s going on wine tastings and um yeah. By, like, I would always it, – it inevitably ended up drunk. I Like, this one time my girlfriend and I were at this, like, dom- like we went in with a, like, vintner, this old fucking man who owned this winery, Domain Alfred in San Luis Obispo. We went – like, he doesn't own it anymore. <laughs> Did we drive by that? Yes. You, and we, like, yeah. ended up in his hot tub at the end of the night smoking pot with him and he tried to fuck us both, you know? And, like – And my, my boy – like, I went with different boyfriends. Every time it ended up in a fight, like, every mm. single time it – ended up in a fight or a shit show and like it was just it never was what it was supposed to be like by the time we got to dinner I was always red and bloated and sick and I'd spent (laughs) so much money on wine that I would like expensive wine that I thought oh I'll take home and I'll like you know just drink this forever you know this will be in my wine cellar that never made it past five bottles you know because yeah. i drank it all so no it was never good and it was expensive i can see that yeah i i can totally see that it's like the fantasy of, i i mean when i actually think about it it cut like it, uh even if i if i was in my drinking days i think it would have made me anxious because i would have the point would have been to get drunk like that's why I would have gone and I would have felt like I couldn't 
man, like I don't want someone telling me how much I can have and like tasting. It's the tasting word that sounds bad to me. I don't want to taste. But wine. you never I tasted dr- like you did. You would taste no. it. But believe me, you got drunk by the first or second. Like there was people didn't. OK, yeah. so it was it like was not. That's what- It was not an ascetic practice. It was. (laughs) (laughs) I used to have to like, like, let's put it this way. I used to have to pour most of my tastings out. Um, Otherwise, I would have been. I mean, I used to have to like, yeah, it was the anxiety came from having to pace yourself. Um, Right. 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 Oh, God. No, I don't. I won't. No. Mm mm. No. You know what's funny? I had the same experience with New York for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I went there, the first time I went there, I went with my friend Grant. I was like 24, maybe 25. And I got so drunk that I was, I, I mean, I had, I could rally with my hangovers. But I got so drunk that I was like, um, like, I think it was alcohol poisoning. I mean, I was, I was bedridden the entire next day and we went out to dinner and I, I couldn't drink. Um, and that's how that happened to me a few times where I, um, my, my head would be spinning so bad that I, I couldn't lay down or stand up and I just had to like pace and wait for it to pass and, you know, shaking and all that stuff. So that was my first experience with New York. And then. I had so many others like that where I just the energy was so big there for me and I had there was no limit you know on how right. late you could stay out that I just got so sick. Yeah, I And know. it was like that for the first I would say the first maybe 5 7 times I went there. Yeah. It's really not till I have been sober that I've enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's just it's I think it's the same thing. And I'm pretty sent like the thing is, I'm really sensitive. And so I like I'm a, I would have I mean, I'm affected. I was I was affected easily. And uh, and also I just couldn't say no. You know what I mean? Like I just would I'd always go out even the, against my oh, best yeah. judgment, you know, like yeah. and like or always have that like last glass that I shouldn't have always against my best judgment. And it was just um yeah new york was not pretty for me either until i got sober and it like and now it's when i mean i just got back there from there yesterday and it's one of my favorite places you know it's i love it yeah. and i don't even think about it you know it, like my first life there was so so booze soaked and now it doesn't even resemble anything along those lines um yeah. yeah, I still have to. I still get an energy hangover when I go there, though. It takes me a while to like regulate to it. But that's not drinking related, right? No. Okay. But it's but it it's just it it reminds me of like it's real. The energy. I'm same deal as you. The energy is real. You know, it's like big energy there. Yeah. And it I always know. I always have to um, when I go there now. I have to kind of put on a a shield <laughs> and it takes me a couple days to sort of come down mm. so anyway all right well before we get into this we want to talk about the stuff that's been happening just because i think it would be a huge disservice if we didn't actually address that some mm-hmm. really terrifying stuff is happening in our world um yes 
and um so so yeah so this is we're recording this on friday what is today august august 18th 18th right and we all know that over last weekend um there's what amounts to a terrorist attack in charlottesville Mm -hmm. um and our president um has uh basically equated uh uh, moral equivalent moral equivalencies between um, left resistance groups and and white supremacy and Nazism yep. and neo Nazism, and so I I think you know this for me I just want to say this I tread and I think you're the same Laura I think I speak for both of us I'm affected deeply by this I follow this stuff um Mm -hmm. I am um I'm deeply moved by this stuff I've participated in white people for black lives in LA I'm going to be participating in surge when I move to the bay area I'm part of groups that are actively resisting uh racial discrimination it is a Mm -hmm. huge part you cannot be woke and you cannot you cannot be woke in this world and not um and not be affected by what is happening around us um and 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 to be clear this stuff has been happening like racism did not just resurface (laughs) racism was given an an invitation to uh, to be to be seen as it was it was it was invited into the mainstream by it was invited into the mainstream by the man that we elected president and so Mm -hmm. and when i say we 53 percent of white women voted for this man and so this stuff that's been happening and that we see around us this did not just happen um you know poverty homelessness institutionalized racism the prison industrial complex um this stuff did not just happen this stuff has been happening we are now just starting to as mostly white privileged people feel the pinch of it and so and see it right and see it and so for me i just want to say i think i i want to say this is something that is near and dear to my heart it is something that um breaks my heart and also something that I feel compelled to speak about. I also balance that um, with my audience because not because I don't want to scare I don't because I, I don't want to scare off you know the white folk no, who not, right. the, not like, you're worried who about pretend no I'm not worried I am not worried to be clear if you put all lives matter as a hashtag on my shit, it will be deleted. It is not acceptable to say all lives matter or white lives matter or any of that shit. In a response to... No, absolutely not. I want to be clear on that. But I also want to be clear that the people that listen to this podcast and the people that I speak to oftentimes are also going through something that is oppressive on their own and are very sick. And so I have to balance putting the pressure of saving the world on people that are trying to save themselves. I am not speaking to a regular audience. I'm speaking to people that are are fighting for their own lives and who I believe will once they are healing once they have healed themselves will be able to go out and take on this work of healing the world but I am very clear in that I say like we have got to heal ourselves and only you know the difference like only you understand only you understand 
the difference between um, what you need in this moment and if this is too much or if you are strong enough to be able to do something and be involved in some sort of action. I also don't necessarily think that everybody has to become a political activist, but I do believe to a degree that we all have to understand what's happening right now. Somebody posted something this morning that said, when you thought of the 1930s, Nazi Germany, what did you like? What, like the people, what the people that didn't do anything then, like what do we think of those people now? How could they not have seen this coming? And right, what we are right. seeing, President Trump is on his way to Arizona on Tuesday at a last minute rally to go and pardon a racist police officer, racist sheriff, and, and pardon him. He's trying to inflame a division in this country between white yep. supremacists and between and, and, and like the far alt right. Um, and the rest of us, even within his own party. And the rest of us. Yep. I think it's just what I am saying here is you won't hear a lot of stuff on my threads because I also am very cognizant of who I'm talking to. And it is crushing to somebody who can barely keep themselves from drinking to feel the pressure also of going out and becoming right. a political activist. It's just not it's not it's not a, it's not uh, it's not fair. Right. It's just too much white, black, whatever you are, you know, like whatever, however you what whoever you are, it's not fair to put that onus on you um, while you're trying to save your life most often by yourself and so um but just to be clear this is one of those moments in history um where we have the opportunity to stand up and if you are able to stand up and that just means be aware and uh, be aware of your surroundings and say the things like say the things when you see something say something um you know it's not like it is not the call is not you know to to abandon your lives and you know and 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 pour into the street and become, you know, like some hardcore social activists. The call is to wake up to what's happening around you and to be an active participant on some level. Um, and that call is, is you know, is, is one that has to be filtered through what you can and cannot do right now based on where you are in your own recovery. Um, yeah. I hope I said that well. well. No, you said it very, very well. Um, I agree with all of it. Do you – don't don't stop. You don't have to be short about it. What no, else? I just want to make else? sure you get a chance to speak to, you know, to speak because I think you feel the same way, which is you and I both like, you know, you and I both feel we're on this, you know, we're, we're aligned in how we feel yeah. about this stuff. And I think also you and I, we also have an audience of people for the most part that are like seven days sober or, you know, That's two right. months sober or not, sober. <laughs> or not um, sober and who struggle with mental illness and, and yep. eating disorders. And, right. you know, and so it's like, you know, it's just like, like I, like my message is always to empower and to make people agents of their own health. And, um, and, and then, you know, and, and to be a reprieve from all of the noise in a 24 hour news cycle and, and mass hysteria. Yeah. Right. Like mass Mass hysteria. hysteria. And so I'm not going to become a 24 hour news cycle on my on my threat. Like I'm just not. And I'm I'm also not. Everything is not going to be a political statement. That's just that's you know, that's not my purpose in the world. My purpose is to empower people to go out and and do this work. Um, A man wrote on one of my threads like, oh, God, what is it? Let me read it really quick because it's actually quite brilliant. Um, 
Okay. He says, for all the hashtags we... Okay. And then I got sober with sobriety. This is a black man, by the way. And he says, and then I got sober with sobriety came life and with life came hope. This community, and he means the sobri- sober community, continues mm-hmm. to show me that we are bigger than anything that divides us. I said the other day we got sober just in time to save the world. We're the only ones belligerent enough to not give a fuck who we piss off. And so... Oh. Love I'm, it. I know. So. Love that. Love that. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with everything you say. I think um, to me, there is no difference between politics. You are you are never not being political. Put it that way. Right. In your life, your your politics goes down to the individual always and how you're choosing to live your life, how you're choosing to spend your money, how you're choosing to spend your time and your energy, what word, your speech, your intentions, that's political. So I don't, we, I am absolutely guilty of this, um, of saying, I don't, I can't deal with that. I don't, I hate politics. You know, I grew up saying that because I had uh, a dad who was very far right. And I want to make a comment on that. Um, And thinking that I, it didn't, it was a separate world, right? It didn't have anything to do with me. Uh, But it has everything to do with me. It has everything to do with anyone that lives in this country. Um, How you, your, your individual choices matter. Um, and it is an act of you are, you are not removing yourself from being an activist or, um, a contribution when you are choosing to save your own life. It is actually quite the opposite. I completely agree that it's not fair to put put the burden on, but it's also, it is, we've said this before, it is absolutely impossible to stand on a shaky platform, that platform being your own life, right? That's right. You, you can't stand, that uh, goes back to the, the pregnancy principle, like when you are saving your life, which is what you're doing when you're getting sober and staying sober, no doubt, um, that is the most important thing. Uh, and you can say, it's not to say you shut things down. You don't listen. Uh, they're just not, they're not, they're not mutually exclusive. They're they're the same thing. Being political and being awake are the same thing. I, I kind of equate it to like, I have a lot of people that ask, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't worry about, I can't worry about what is happening in my relationships with other people until I figure out what's going on with myself. And I say they're, they are not different things. Like we are connected. We are always working on ourselves as we are working on our relationships because our relationships are part of who we are. Same thing with politics. Same thing. It, there is no difference, right? Mm-hmm. When you are working on yourself, mm-hmm. You are working on the world, period. Mm -hmm. And so there is no amount of intention or action that is too small. Um, I get very intimidated by 
some of the, when I try to, to swallow it all, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I have to take breaks from the news here and there. I get oh, yeah. very intimidated because I, um, I feel like I am very uh, well acquainted and initiated to the interior world inside me. Mm-hmm. I know I know what to do there, right? Yeah. But when I start to extend too far out, I don't know what to do anymore. That's right. And so you have, like you said, the the edge of that is is up to each individual person. That's right. Um, and to be clear, you know, the, it's listening to, listening to a twenty four hour like news cycle is is not political activism. Like just consuming no. the information that's going on and getting upset about it, and then going to it's that's not that's not uh, that's not helping. That isn't being aware of it right. and taking in a certain amount, um, being educated. Um, being you know, educated is, like, is there's a, a very, very big, big difference. difference. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I would really love to to ask. Um, our listeners to share with us useful resources on getting educated. I don't think we have enough of that. Um, I do have a syllabus for white folk that, that like I, I do actually have a really great resource that has like probably, I think about 50 articles. um, So you'll, how about this? You'll post yours. I'll post mine and and we'll ask, like, we want to hear on this because I think, you know, <clears throat> one of the best things that I've read this week, one of our one of our um, friends <clears throat> and listeners and people that are, you know, she's in our Facebook group and she she posted something and said, like, you know, people are um, people want to like this type of thing. And what Trump has created is, is splitting. It's what we do when we are we are afraid we split into good and bad right and wrong right mm-hmm. and we we aren't educated about what these groups actually are so she she said like hey see if you can name the three leaders of the alt right like can you name them and can you list at least one or two bullet points from each of the the primary groups you know vanguard america um, can you can you say what they stand for and then can you say what are three leaders of Black Lives Matter? Because what's happening is a lot of a lot of people are saying that they're the same thing. They're both extremists, right? Mm-hmm. So, but 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 the fact is, you don't know that. You don't know what that means, um, and you can decide for yourself. Like everybody can decide what they think, but get educated on who the leaders are. Like who are the players? What are the what do they stand for? Mm-hmm. Um, and Instead of just taking the rhetoric that comes through, that's like right. sound bites, like right. Facebook and Twitter are not news sources. News sources, and they <laughs> they get you. You can feel that the hate and and more division. Yeah. Um. And that and that said, like, I also don't want to be unclear on my own stance. Like, there is no moral ambiguity when it comes to holding a Nazi flag. <laughs> There's no defensible position when it comes to wearing a t-shirt quoting Hitler. Like I'm not saying you neutralize this stuff or you don't take a stand. Um, but I'm saying no, no, who don't add to like gasoline onto the anxiety. Um, and the best thing I know, the best way I know to, to not do that is to really get educated about what's happening, like treat it as it's like a course you're studying, you know? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, 
that. How do we talk about that? I, I, you know, you wanted to, in fairness, you, you said we should, and I was like, God, I don't know. And, um, but I absolutely, we, we could not put this out without acknowledging that. And no, and then the other thing is like, we might lose listeners from this and fine, like good, you know, that's fine. fine. I don't want those listeners. You know, I, I'm not calling I'm not telling everybody that they have to completely like go out right now and throw like what they're like, I'm leaving it up to the listener. The listener has to be able to discover like, like that's like, we have to trust ourselves to know what the right thing is to do for ourselves in any given time. Like what? What I preach is a return to intuition and trusting oneself in this process right. of what we need. And so that's up to every single person that is listening. Um, but but I am not going to be unclear on where I stand in this, right? I am right. not going to be unclear on what I personally am doing. Um, and so, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also, listeners, if you have somebody that we could interview or like, uh, that would be great. Uh, like anybody that you guys feel, you know, is tapped in. I think it's an important thing to understand is tapped in into our world and the recovery world, right? Like, I think that mm-hmm. that's an important, uh, an important thing for this, uh, for this individual to have as well as, as, as well as, um, being tapped in into what is happening in the world at large right now yeah and I I'm very interested you know some of my my best um advice resources thoughts come from people who are not like in a public position it's yeah friends it's um people that that follow this and have followed it you know I have a a few people that that are not uh they don't do this for a living per se you know they're not so so we're interested in in people who who are very smart and understand um, in a larger context. You know, I I'll also post some of the people that I listen to and, and go to in this, and and you can too. Okay. All right. All right. Hundredth episode. Huh. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. It is weird. Um, it's what the weirdest part was when I was looking back at what was um, at some of the older ones. Some of them feel like just yesterday, you know, and it's been oh god. It's been over two years now. Like we started this over two years ago. Yeah, we started July two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. So weird, God. <laughs> it is because if you go back, it's like having not just our relationship recorded, but our like journeys. It's like having a public journal of of our lives. Also, what's yeah. been going on in the you know in the world since then? It's it's wild, and it did. I had a friend yesterday ask me. Like, when did you start to feel like it had momentum? Because um, he's looking to, to like, leave his job. And I was like, I don't, from the very first second, kind yeah. of, because because it felt so good. It wasn't like, oh, if we reach this number, it that's was never why, like that's that. Not why, yeah, it's not why we did it. it and that was, right. and, and all of the good that came from it was just a surprise, just like a cherry on top, you know? Totally. Yeah. So why did we do it? So let's talk about how it came. Well, I be. talked about it in that one intro I did by myself. Um, so why don't you talk about it? I've already given my okay. side of the account. Yeah, which was super sweet. Um, and I loved that. So, I, yeah, I mean, we we met, you and I met a year before we started this, right? We met in July of 2014. And 
at least that's when I have record of our Instagram exchange. <laughs> well, yeah, because um, I would have, I remember I was on a mega bus traveling from San Francisco to Los Angeles to go stay with my sister and you and I talking on the phone. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that was during, that was when I was homeless. And so it was, um, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So it was July, 2014. And then you and I, um, like we just started right away kind of, we shared all of our our do you remember our first but do you remember our first conversations like what did we were we just texting like how did we move okay so I I remember I remember so well sometimes your memory is not my memory though what's your memory of it I know okay so my memory is that we follow I had an old Instagram account that's still up um and we followed each other I think you had already had hip sobriety Instagram and we followed each other and I posted a picture of concert old concert tickets and there were a bunch in there that you like bands you loved yes yeah yeah yeah. and you commented and said hey it seems like we're a bit of soul twins or something so let's chat sometime I have tons of resources and I wrote you right back and, and then I and then I emailed you. I've got, you, girl, I got tons of resources. I got tons of resources <laughs> and you're going to want to. I feel so like I'm like flashing a jacket full of like sobriety tools. I know. Girl, come, come check this out. Like I got the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what I got. I got, I got you some meditations over here. And I wasn't I sober yet. I was. I wouldn't well, be sober. Yeah, and I remember this. Like what you're talking about, like I remember that whole concert ticket thing. Okay, but I'll fast forward to like our first exchanges. So so then we emailed. Like right away I emailed you and I was like, Hi, it's Laura from Instagram. And then you wrote me right back. And then we exchanged emails. Like I was in San Francisco airport. I was traveling for you work. Mean phone and numbers. you were and we yeah, and we exchanged phone numbers. And then I don't really remember the first time we actually talked with our voices on the phone. I do because I was on the mega bus, and um, I just assumed like I mean this was like my my naivety back then. I just assumed everybody that followed me was fully sober, um, and that they it's fair uh, and, and that they aligned with everything I thought. Um, right. And I mean, I really did. And so when I would get on the phone, I was just like expecting you clearly were in the same like that we were the same and um and it was a it was an un, it was and you didn't like come out right out and say I wasn't sober like you know what I mean no. um you, I just um I think I, I really just I feel like um I was I had to kind of pull that apart myself and then do you know what I'm saying? And then like, and then yeah. we had like, we had these exchanges, like you sent me your work, your writing. And, and not only that, I remember looking you up on, on LinkedIn. I mean, that was like my default. I always look up everybody. I, I now yeah. am doing it again, but I, I took it some time off from that. But back in the day, that was how I would like, that was right. my valuation system. And I was like, oh, she's a VP of marketing <laughs> at Race Point Global. Like, I just was like, wow, <laughs> she sounds important. I should talk to her. And, um, <laughs> And, uh, and then, um, and then like, we just like, you, you had that whole, that whole thing. I, I was on, I was again on a train going from LA to Fresno with my sister and you were on the train and you had that thing where you almost drank. And then I talked to you through that. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, and then like, I just remember like, it's very fuzzy. Um, 
it's very fuzzy. Um, but we just, but we started right away. I mean, we started pretty much talking daily right away. Yes, we started communicating. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say talking on the phone, but I, like you no, were the we only. Yes, but you were. To be clear, you were the only person that. I, I mean, I hate talking on the phone. Like I hate talking on the phone, and I just didn't mind talking on the phone to you. I don't know why. Yeah. Same. Well, we would just. It was just I would easy. just get so excited about this. It, <laughs> it was like my first sort of like I had been at it for almost a. No, not almost, like a year yeah. at that point trying yeah. to get sober. Yeah. And I, so I, it wasn't that I was like, I had been at it, you know, and I had been thinking about it and I had been writing about it and I had been struggling and I had, I had like started to put on my, my sober shoes, you know, but I kept taking them <laughs> off. And, but you were the first, so I had already, yeah, I, it was like, you were a, it was like, I don't know, it was one of those relationships where you're just like, there was a lot of energy and there was a lot of like, me too. And you wanted to talk about this stuff as much as I did. Yeah. That's what I really remember. And in a different way than I had been able to talk to anybody else about it. Yes. And for me, it was interesting because I felt like I didn't have, I mean, one of the things that I thought was really interesting, um, I I felt like I... How do you like, you know, there's this like Seinfeld episode and like Tim Watley converts to Judaism and like they like um, he's like the de- he's like this white dentist guy and he converts to Judaism and, and Seinfeld suspects that he's doing it so that he can so he can crack Jewish jo- Jewish jokes and like he's doing it for the jokes and like um <laughs> And I felt like, okay, here's an AA person, and I have I had very, very strong feelings towards AA that have now, you know, they've changed quite a bit. Um, yeah. But I had very strong feelings about AA, and you were like my AA, you know what I mean? Like you were like my conversion, yeah. like my you were like my AA wife. Um, <laughs> so I could talk about AA and like also right. soundbite, you know, not soundbite it. What am I saying? Um, so I could buffer it, like so I could make sure I could yeah. bounce my ideas and make sure they right. were right. Like, You're not like in a vacuum. Yeah. Of, right. Yeah, and it it gave me like yeah. a, it was just it was for me it was I mean there was like uh, all this other stuff but of course it was just really interesting to me that we could talk about the stuff we were talking about and you were going to AA every day and going to pizza with people afterwards and I was like what the fuck right. is that <laughs> like how um, we also just felt so differently you know I will never ever forget you asking me one day if I miss I was like struggling pretty hard and you you were like do you miss drinking. Yeah. We were on the phone. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And I'm yes. like, and I remember sitting there and I'm like next to my fridge and I remember my fridge has alcohol in it. I'm like, I can keep it in my house. I don't like, I don't miss it. And it just was a, I figured like if we were talking. You were genu- genuinely confused and so was I. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? I was like, uh, what? is that question I don't even understand yes I miss it like my my lover has died yeah and I didn't (laughs) get that I didn't get that um I know it was it was it was yeah and then we and then then and other things happened like you connected Aiden and I because Aiden was like I'm looking for some like 
people that don't drink and are talking about it. And you connected us. And remember, the three of us got on a, a call and we were like, let's do conferences. Let's get on <laughs> stages and tell the women, you know, like, <laughs> and I remember looking at your eyebrows and just being so shocked that your eyebrows looked like that. They're perfect. Um, anyways, we have so got to move on because we're not even talking about I know, the podcast I know. yet. So this started because we kept talking and then, and then I just remember like I just kept getting this feeling like you were writing on your blog. I was writing on my blog and I just, I listened, have been a long time listener to like radio lab and Mark Marin, like WTF was a huge part of me getting sober really. Um, not radio lab, but I just like that format a lot. And I, I kept having this like hit of like, I want to do this. I want to do it. I want to do it. I, it's a, absurd that I want to do it, but I want to do it. And I kept telling, like, I would tell you, you know, like, I think we should do this. And you were like, I don't have, I ain't got no time for that, honey. Like, no way. And then, well, and because then I was learning too- to say no. I mean, this was like, I know, when no, I, yeah, which was an important thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I just I remember I, like Warren Buffett. I had like recently posted a quote, the difference between successful people and really successful people are that really successful people say no. Right. And you're like, I am saying no. And I'm you also, no. you know, you weren't, you weren't like into I it. I didn't but see then, the value of it. I thought, right. it, I just thought then, it was more, more noise. Right. And then, and then you, you told the story of why, but you, you basically called one day and you're like, let we, yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah. And it was and because I, I just, I listened to Cheryl Strait and I just, I remember mm-hmm. like, you love Cheryl Strait. I'm not in love with Cheryl Strait. I've lost some love of her. Huh? Mm-hmm. I know. I love wild. I love what she was to me when I was getting sober. I've had a really hard time reconciling um, her remarks about alcohol um, and her reaction to our complaints about those remarks. But anyway, yeah, I get it. Um, but I was listening and I just felt it was very it was just missing. It was just, you know, it was it was so clear that you and I that there was a place for you and I to have conversations like these. And and the amazing thing is like it, we were right. Like, you know, and, and there's been there's podcasts like Chris was already doing this with like since right now you know Chris and those guys were already doing this but there just wasn't like Anna David had her show but there were no Bubble Hour had theirs yeah Bubble Hour had theirs right but we were having different conversations and all those people we because that's how it works like Sandra and Tammy now have the Unruffled and they're having different conversations and 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 Aiden and Jolene have edit and they're having different conversations and so it's just this like we were like we have a we have a converse like we want to have these conversations we and and why not you know why not do this and and it was just and it was very very easy we just like you and I everything like yeah everything clicked so effortlessly like all of the even just when we decided what we were going to call it and then when we found the music and then when we came up with the visual stuff like all of that was just like it was just like yes 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 and we both had the same level of enthusiasm and that enthusiasm didn't wane you know there's a lot of things that I've tried and you've tried that that you feel excited about and then it it fades and it's never faded yeah it's never I like I we were gonna I just I mean I traveled this last week it's like I traveled hardcore I've I've averaged four hours of sleep a night and um and I and I woke up and I was like I just need a few minutes with my coffee and you're like do you want to do it tomorrow and I was like no 
Like, I want to do this today. Yeah. When we we took that break, I missed it. I miss, like, I think we'll always do this. And it's not, again, it's not for, like, ratings or glory or money. Clearly not for money because we don't make a fucking penny. (laughs) I'm like, do you know something I don't know? Because. (laughs) Like, all all the glory and the ratings we have and all the money we get. No. It's because it's a lot of fun. And um, and it feels necessary. Even when it's hard, it's it's like joy. You know, I was kind of thinking, instead of going through, like, I really want to talk about how you and I have changed over the last couple of years. Like, we have some questions that we want to ask and we want to talk about our favorite episodes. But I so want to just, like, talk about, like, who we were when we started and, like, how, like, I, like, I just, like, from your own recall of how you were and my own recall of how I was. And then I really want to talk about, like, the significant things that have happened to us in the last two years as as we've been going through this. Can we do so? Can we flip it and say I talk about how I see that you have changed and you talk about. Oh, fuck yes. (laughs) Fuck yes. Yeah. Let's do that. That's more fun. And then. And then we'll do. Um, and then I think we each get to though personally talk about what the biggest changes that we've, like, the biggest themes yeah. and the things that we've seen changed. I would like. How about we say like the top three things we've seen change in our own personal lives for the last few years that have okay. you know? Okay. All right. Um, do you want me to talk about you first? Yeah, and I think we should just list our like at the end. We'll say that like our favorite, a couple favorite moments because there's yeah. some I just want to. Oh, for call. sure, for sure. Okay, how I've seen you change is um I think in the beginning, can I get can I just be brutally honest? Yeah. Okay, you're so much less of a mess. And like I that mm-hmm. sounds awful and hard, but like no. when you and I like this was the thing at the beginning, this is why I couldn't figure you out because I felt at the very beginning of this, um you were and and it's not even saying you're less of a mess. It's just saying like you're how about like let's put this in a much more positive way than saying that. Like you're so much tighter as a human being. You're so much more integrated as a human as a human being and you're you're so much stronger. But when we first started out, one of the things I couldn't like I don't think I knew right you didn't just say right out I'm still drinking and I'm struggling you know I figured that out because you called me drunk right like to me that was a shock to me because I did not know what you were going through like I did not know it and so there was a there was a facade of I've got like I am fine and everything is together and Mm -hmm. it would take so much throughout our friendship and our time together for me to understand that the person I was looking at on top was not was not sometimes what was happening underneath that there mm-hmm. was a there was not an in, like and I don't want to say integrity but there wasn't an integration you were on the surface this thing that I identified with closer than what was happening underneath and and a lot yeah. of that was because you would not sh- you would you would go to Instagram and you would like I talk was about terrified you would but yeah. you go to Instagram and you'd say you would you would throw it all there and then we would come back together and you would try it for some reason you were like a silent soldier with me in some areas and I couldn't figure mm-hmm. that out like I could not pick the two apart and I am I am very naive like in this way of like I take everything at its face value, right? If somebody tells me something, I believe them. You know, it takes mm-hmm. a lot for me to like diverge from that truth, right? Like think about yeah. the like we were talking about the guy that like the the guy that, you know, like my not my arch nemesis, but the the guy that drives me crazy that we were going to talk about. Um yeah. like how long has it taken me to stop like to to realize 
you know, his shit. Mm -hmm. Like, think Mm -hmm. about it. How many times have I fallen for his fucking trap? Because I take people at face value a lot of the time. I do. It takes a lot for me to start to, like, see differences. So I would say what I have seen is that the woman you presented to me has actually, and the woman that was, that that I feel like you were protecting and was underneath has actually, they've come together it closely in, yeah. into one. They've integrated. I want to say what you, you've integrated into that. That's the first. You've, you've just, you've integrated so much yeah. more. Um, and I don't know if that sounds good or offensive or what. No, it's totally fair. It's not offensive at all. It's true. I, I, I did not know how to tell the truth. I, I was so, I was too afraid. There were too many layers of how I was hiding that I didn't even realize them myself, you know? And I think that's the other thing. I think you didn't realize it yourself. It's really, I think that that's why, like, because I think that's why it was so easy to see or so easy to believe, you know, that we were like yeah. at the same, not, I don't want to say at the same level, but we were facing the same challenges. Let's just say that. Um, because yeah. Yeah. I, because you believed that you were too, you believed that yeah. you were in a different place um, than yeah. you were. And so, um, you know, that's the first, the other thing that I'll say that I've seen change. I mean, you've just gotten, you've, you like you we haven't talked about this yet but you mm. have drifted not drifted from AA, but you've drifted from aa and you you at first mm. we would go back and forth and you were holding the other side you know you were mm-hmm. working the steps and holding the other side down and you now way like you will say things that sounds so much more like what I would say than what you would say a couple of years ago. Like you and I have come to this place where we both look at like that piece you wrote. Am I an alcoholic? I mean, come the fuck on. When I read that, (laughs) I I was just like, and people have confused it, right? Like, but that, and and I have to be clear, it's not that you've copied my style or anything. You have come, you and I have come to an idea that is very, very similar in, in how we view this, which is that, um, which is that the questions that we're asking are wrong, which is that the, you know, the way that women recover is different, which is that we like, I mean, there's just, I'm not going to speak for you, but you yeah. and I have no, come absolutely. very, 100%. we have gotten much, I have moved, I have moved further, I've moved closer to you and you've moved closer to me, but mm-hmm. I will say the biggest thing that I've seen changing you um, is, is like, is, is your truth, you know, your truth and, and, and also you've just gotten much stronger and yeah it's looked it's been really ugly sometimes like you know like that letter you wrote like that it, it was that was really hard and really ugly right like for for me to to swallow that but it was the letter also, i wrote to you to yeah telling me to fuck off like what is she talking about the letter yeah. you wrote to me to tell me to fuck off um you know and like that you were ang- like you were angry and like you're you know it's like a it's like a fire hose do you know what i mean like that fire hose yeah. of like like that you're trying to hold down and it's shooting everywhere but like it's like you un like there is something that's been untapped um yeah. that i've seen untapped that is that that's really um it's um it's still volatile um but and, and like yeah. you know and it's it's learn it's it's marking its aim um and then I mean, you've just, I don't know, you've just grown up, you know, like, like I have, yeah. you know, it's hard not to grow up, um, you know, in, in the work that we do on ourselves, you know, and like, yeah. so, 
I mean, those are the, the the main things. Quitting your job was a shock. I like, you know, I mean, I always <laughs> knew you would. Um, that was, you know, you, but you, you know, obviously you quit your job in the last couple of years. And, yeah. um, and I mean, I went with you to work one day, you know, it, like seeing that. I knew it wasn't going to be far off. I mean, you were writing, right. you were like writing your blog at work and like sending yeah. you sent a newsletter and like I was like, do you work here even? Like, Sorry, guys. I was like literally like, does she work here? Um, but it was, you know, that was a big shift, right? Like, um, you know, yeah. clearly that yeah. was a really big shift. And um, you know, just I mean, I've seen you spread your wings and grow your roots and um, come into your skin and um, come into your voice and also change a lot of your positions. And mm-hmm. and not like not dramatically, but um, I mean I could go on. I could sit here and list, you know, I could list hundreds of things. Um, but I'll yeah. say those are the biggest ones. Do no, you agree? All, I think that's it's interesting to hear. It's not like surprising in any way, but we have we've never really done that before. And I would say, you know, just a, co- a commentary on changing my positions, like, um. It has been, it's all the integrate, you know, it's all because of the integration, like what I, what I really believe versus what I needed to believe or wanted to believe. Uh, it's closer to, it's get just getting closer to what my actual truth is, you know, right. and, and how that changes over time as we change. Right. So it's so funny. God, what a cr- insane like two years, a lot of life in there. I know. That is a lot um, of life. It's a like, it is, it is so much. Like, I, like, it's only been two years since I did my first school, right? And, um, yeah. but it feels, that feels in itself like a decade. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, okay. So I would say the, f- a big, huge thing that I see is that you trust yourself so much more. Like, I don't know that you didn't. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. You, you didn't. <laughs> you, I was going to say, I don't know that you didn't at all, but you really didn't. You were, everything was. Um, I was just coming into it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, I mean, you didn't know even before you did your school what, what exactly that was going to be. Um, and I, I mean, we, we have been kind of walked each other through all those like decisions, but you, it was like, you know, in Bhagavad Gita, it's like when you come in, part of it is just a matter of aim <laughs> mm-hmm. and your, you know, your aim was like all over the place because that's how it has to be, you know? Right. And your aim is so true now. And, and it's so like because of that, seeing you trust yourself, um, I mean, it shows up everywhere, right? You're just you're less reactionary to anything to things that you put out. You have like it's almost like watching a house get built. Like you have always had this vision but you didn't have the words for it mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. You didn't know what shape it was going to take exactly. You 
didn't always trust it. You thought, who am I to be doing that? Mm. You know, all of those things. And you would, you would like come out and then you'd recoil back and then you come out and you recoil back. And it was like this dance, you know, of, mm. of, um, learning to trust yourself. And we, we would have to have conversations like on the regular about, on the regular, um, about it. Who am I? to do this who am I to do this just give me some words and you don't really ask me that I never anymore. I when's the last time I sent you like Christmas was I think no not even Christmas it was recently but like probably once every few months I'll say I need words oh at least totally and but it used to be like every week if not like multiple times a week I need words I can't get out of bed I need words I can't do right. this yeah and and to me it was always like <clears throat> really like it was and I think this is the mark of a like a um a a friendship and a like love is that you see, I have always seen you as like what you are becoming. I it know. was like so inevitable to me and so obvious that I would oftentimes be, I was not, ne- I would be exhausted by you asking because it was like, she, what you're so like, you're so far away from where, what the reality is of who you are. And at the same time, totally understanding because I have gone through that too. Right. Well, I and mean, so, that's the same as you. That's a very good way of putting yeah. it. It's exhausting to see you not step into your power and to like right. see you so differently from where I see you. Yes. Right. Right. And but you have like by leaps and bounds become so much more trusting and solid and confident in who <clears throat> in who you are. Like your your sometimes it would be like false bravado is replaced with something so much more solid than that that's right well I would I would have these big things coming through me and then I had and then there it was just like a very weak foundation holding it up so that if I would put something out like hi my name is Holly and I'm not an alcoholic because nobody is (laughs) I would do I would throw that out there and then I go and hide under the covers you know I wasn't strong enough to stand on the battlefield after I threw out you know after I after I like launched my arrow right right yeah, so that's a that's a huge thing for sure. I would say that's the most prominent. But you're also like you have become I think it's also just my understanding of you has changed so that I know you I continue like I knew you from the beginning, but I know you so much better now. So I see you as being you're so much softer than you were in in certain ways, like there's less rigidity there. And I think that has everything to do with the fear being, you're not afraid of being afraid anymore. Mm. Um, and so you're not react as reactionary. Mm. Um, you're not as like you. And, and I do want to say, like I have never met somebody more willing to, to, admit their own shit and to work on it like to truly work on it I've never met anyone with that and I think I have a good amount of that but you far surpass me (laughs) in that and 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 I think you just become more like that you know it's not done out of a place of it's it's less coming out of a place of like self-hatred and shame now it's just like um you're new you're more neutral Mm. And it's not a game of like, 
blame or guilt or shame. It's like you're you can actually you're actually able to witness yourself more in a in a in and just witness. <laughs> like that's what she's doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening. Um, and not make it about how what a piece of shit you are. Yeah. Or what a piece of shit someone else is. You know, we we go yeah. both ways. Yeah. All um, right. So I would say that. And um, yeah, I mean, those that's like fucking everything. Like how, how those two things are so huge. And I think the other thing I have to say, too, is I, I think you are like having more fun now than yeah. I used to have. <laughs> you know, like you're you you are... Oh, I hated my life. Like, it was too hard. It was so... Anybody, whenever Gabby Bernstein or... And she's not the Mm -hmm. only one. There's so many guilty motherfuckers out there that say, if you're not having fun doing what you're doing, you know? Become the happiest person you know. Right. Like, oh, my God. Marie (laughs) Forleo, get what he want. Like, no. Like, but there are literal... in, In Miracles Now, like, in Gabby's Miracles Now, she says, there's one of the things that she says, and it's like, if you're not having fun, you know, like doing what you're doing like there you should be having joy while you're doing all the work there is no joy like when you are when like there there was no joy for so long and I don't think there could have been I was slogging I was I was fucking slogging and I still am but I'm at a place now where I can't Mm -hmm. where I'm not so where there where where I feel more confident right and I can have more fun now that I'm more confident in what I'm doing you know but like you can relax into it a little bit like you can relax into it and it's not it's like you're not moving any slower you're actually moving faster because you've slowed down yeah Um, yeah but that that is like not a place you can get to with your mind it it just you have to go through the fire (laughs) oh god but I used to read that shit and I used to feel guilty about it I used to think like what's wrong with me how am I not having, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just used yeah. to think there was something wrong with me because I wasn't being joyful as I was working, you know, at Starbucks for the fucking 20th hour in the day, you know, writing my about page for the 10th fucking time, you know? Like, wh- right. why am I not happy? Well, isn't this the dream? No. Fuck that shit. Sorry. That's a really important point, though, because I think, you know, I'm about to teach this the bigger yes and 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 so much of what I'm going to talk about has to do with that because it does. And I, I was even talking to a friend yesterday who's like, you know, maybe where I was three years ago and, and I have to stop myself from saying bullshit. Like <laughs> there's joy and even the smallest movements, uh, you know, towards what you're doing. And there is, but it's like the, the, it can feel so it it's a hundred percent sometimes fear. It's not like you can't see it where you're going because you can't you've never been there. It's so far out of your imagination. And I think what we have been able to do for each other is to see that, like to hold that place where I know you're going and you know I'm going. Yes. You know? Yes. And to hold that for each other. Well, it's just, until the other person could. Yeah, I think that's such a brilliant way. I was always so shocked by how much you believed in me. I think I was, all, and like how much you could see it. You know, I was just all, I, that. That still blows my mind. Um, but it's the same as like. Same. I mean, I just like I, I can't. 
um, when you get caught up in shit, like yesterday, just that one thing, you weren't caught up in something, but it's just so easy to see. Like, yeah. what if you were, if it is not about you writing your book, I don't want to hear about it. Like, just stop. Right. Like, you right. are a fucking novelist, right. you know? Like, you are a writer. Right. So, write. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And I, and I used to tell you, like, I don't, I'm not like a super ultra complimentary person towards everybody. I'm not like going to blow air up your ass. Like I'm just not that way. But I had no doubts about you, like none about what you were capable of. And I, and I still don't. And I, even when I was so livid at you, I, it would be like, yeah, Holly's going to change the world. I fucking hate her right now. I'm mad at her, but I love her and she is going to change the world. And she already is. You know, it's like, I've never doubted that. And, um, and it's so, it's really from my perspective, so heartening. And so it's such a joy to like witness. Well, I think it's just so clear that you and I were made, you know, M F E O. Um, like, I just think that we were really, M-F-E-O? I've never heard that. I mean, like sleeping for Seattle or sleepless in Seattle. Um, I do feel like that we were really gifted to each other to help each other navigate like some important, yeah. like our important work, you know, like our work. I feel like Without that's, a doubt. you know, the deal. So Azita no calls doubt. it soul contract. Mm. All right. So 100th episode. We've talked about how it came to be. How we've changed. Well, how do you feel you've personally changed? Like, how do you feel like, like for you personally in the last years, what do you think like the biggest changes that you've witnessed in yourself have been? Yeah, I would say very much what you said, the first point you said, like feeling integrated. I didn't even know how full of shit I was. I, I, I just didn't know I had been trying to be one thing on the outside and actually being that like really successfully being that which is terrifying and and being something else on the inside and I didn't know how far apart those two worlds were and I um and I'm still like very much in that but I don't feel like I have anything to hide anymore like and that's recently that is like past six months you know it's taken years years to understand why I did that and where it comes from and why I was lying so much and how fucking terrified I was all the time yeah I thought I was like a fearless person (laughs) and I I mean god I I was full of fear with everything so that has changed. I, f- I do feel more solid. Like, I felt for the first year and a half, at least, of sobriety that at any moment people were going to find out I was a fraud. You know, like, I didn't even believe myself, but I had to keep going. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. It's like, yeah. like I felt like to- you were full of shit. You felt like it somewhere felt like I it felt full- like that. Yeah. Like and and at any moment people are going to find out like yes. I can't write. I can't. I'm not. You know, all of these things like it was very much like fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like completely. Yeah. And um and I don't feel that way anymore. And there wasn't like a specific time. I just know that I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. Um So I feel that I I don't walk around 
um, in anxiety and shame. Shame is the biggest one for me. I'm not ashamed of who I am. Like I am actually starting to love this girl and starting to. And I see that as evidenced in the male relationships and how that's, um, how that's shown up. And, and it's, it has been slow and painful and I'm not in a relationship now or anything like that. But I, it's like, we had this amazing talk with Veronica Valley, which we're going to air next. And, and it was basically like, you can see the pit where you used to go down. Yeah. And I see it now and I'm not going down in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the autobiography in five chapters thing. Like I'm actually yeah. able to take a different street. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, that is God. It's beyond um, big for me. And yeah, I would say that. And I would, um, I mean, the outside stuff obviously has changed. Like my life is, I'm, I'm, I'm now, I would say a year after quitting my job, I'm comfortable. Like I'm not waking up every day going, when is the other shoe going to drop? What's happening? You know, yeah. like I, I trust, I have a lot, a lot more trust that I can take care of myself. You also just signed a lease in Marblehead. You're mad. You did. are matching. The outsides are matching, you know, like the internal yeah. vision. Yeah. Like, I believe that I can, you know, I, we talked about it in the money episode. We talked about it. It's really so many times. Like, I I'm actually feel like I'm taking accountability for myself for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the age of 40. This will air on my 40th birthday, by the way. That's so crazy. Which I remember. Ooh. It's August 23rd. I'm such a late bloomer. For all, Every time I post something about being a late bloomer, I get so many responses and like, here's for late bloomers. Seriously. I didn't Wait, even have what? sex. I was 20. like late, blo- like coming into what your kind own of comments. Oh, like, like me too, me too, me too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we grew I mean, it took it, us, I think it, we like took the, I think we're, uh, I think we, what we, we grow pretty like exponentially in these years when we finally catch our yeah. w- our wind um mm-hmm. but like i think that there's a lot of time like i mean I, I don't know i like i get i get it and i don't get it i also feel like there's this pressure to feel like you're grown up like i am yes. not i still am i don't i don't think i'll ever be grown up in like certain ways do you know what no. i mean <laughs> yes i, I do. don't want i look to at what be. i wear outside in the world every day and i'm like i'm still a child no i feel like a child no i dress like a teenager i really honestly do and I never like I mean I just don't for me personally there's just stuff I I was like I I I, I sometimes have to remind myself like I'm 40 you know like I am <laughs> I know I am not a college kid or you know anyway. well it's hilarious it's like I'm gonna go get another tattoo today and I just signed a check to get a place in yeah. Marblehead and I will probably eat ice cream again tonight. And I, you know, like I haven't shot. I, it's just, yeah, it's, it's this funny yeah. paradox of like not growing up at all and totally growing up. Yeah, it is. What do you see in yourself? 
Um, I think a lot about what you said is it's pretty resonant. I do feel like um, I'm not afraid of speaking my opinions and standing up for them after I speak them. I don't, you know, I'm I much more understand who I am and the, and the power that I have. Um, that's like that's it's in my voice, it's in my bones. Like it it like it feels. Um, I'm not doing. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Just got this cute idea, you know. Like I mean, I don't feel like I have that false bravado, you know. Like which I would feel often. Um, I felt the things I would say. You know, I really felt. I've always felt the things. Like that's no I like know. that. I had that, but it's it's a matter of being a container for. I'm a container for the work I'm doing now. That's right. That's right. Um, I with men, it's complete. Like we started this in July 2015. One of our first episodes was on dating. You know, I oh. just remember. Like I was dating Luca when we were thinking about the name, like the like the date, like the week, and we were thinking of the name. You know, it was the weekend that I felt like things had really turned for Luca and I, and like we'd had that talk, and then I wrote that Exojane article, and I got you know, and then he stopped basically seeing me, I think, because of that. Um, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember that? Like I that do. He, I that totally I sent it do. to him, yes. and he didn't respond for three days, and because he read the comments, and then he said, "I don't think we should." Anyway. Um, <laughs> No, so I think, um, you know, I was, the dating thing is a really good metric because I went to Italy and I lost my mind with, you know, between like David and Francesco and Luca and like, um, I just like, I lost my mind and then I came back and I went and I sat down with Leah, my therapist, and she said, um, she was just like, when you came into my, Leo had been my therapist when I had was trying to quit drinking. And she said, you would come in here and you would say, I like, you wanted to quit drinking. And she said, do you like, you're, you're in this, like, you're in this addiction thing with men. Do you want to quit? And I, I laughed. I was so yeah. smug. And I was like, oh, no, like, I'm still <laughs> getting off on this drama. Right. And um, there's just like, I cannot even fathom. I know that like, you know how, like, for me, it's very impossible to think of going up somewhere and drinking. It's just an impossible thing. It's an impossible, impossible. thought. Totally. It is not my normal. And it's the same now. Like, this, I went out on a date a couple, maybe, oh, God, was it a week ago? About a week ago. Yeah. A week ago. Yeah. And the guy, it was a great date. But he didn't follow up the next day. And I had, we'd already had a conversation, you know, and I liked him. And we'd already had a conversation about the importance of follow-up and follow-through. Yeah. And, right. um... And he didn't, he just didn't, he didn't text me after our date. And even though we agreed to see each other again in a couple of weeks, and I was like, I know my standards now. I know that that is like, I am not afraid to actually say, I have this standard and this standard requires that somebody that I'm interested in actually acts like they're interested in me. Whereas before I would have been like, why doesn't he like me? What did I do? You know what I mean? And like wondering how I might like assault him, you know, with my (laughs) words to like, you know, and so it's just, I'm not playing. I am so much like, that's one of the biggest ones is I am just not like I am, you know, I am just not the same girl I used to be when it comes to men. And I have so much like really I are. never thought I would have respect for myself when it came to my inner. I never thought I would. I thought it would always be the place where I would be a child. And I do not feel like a child anymore when it comes to my interactions with men. And um, and I also know my worth when it comes to interactions mm-hmm. with men. And I think that that's just a good reflection on the whole of how I feel about myself because I do feel that I have um, an extreme amount of self-worth and I do believe that that comes across and I just in in the words that I say I'm much more I'm just much more solid and and the ground I walk on uh, is much more solid 
and I do feel like I'm a container for all the things that I want. Um, I've grown up, you know, just to be very clear. And the, one of the best ways that I checked in with that was with, you know, when we went through our thing, I just, um, you know, like I know I'm grown up and I also know I can, I mean, there was a very real thought of, Oh my God, I'm going to have to do this by myself. And, and knowing that I could, that I could do this by myself, um, that I would, I would, I would live, um, like you didn't want to, but you could, I could do it. And, um, I mean, it was just, you know, there's a, there's a, you're right. There's a non-react, there's a reactivity that's, um, you know, there's the fire is not gone, but the reactivity is, is, is just not there. Um, so yeah. Yeah. God, it, it that, and that, that, you know, what happened with us was, so um monumental for me for sure in in showing growth also you know like the just the whole thing like it's it it it, it was a proof to me that you can actually like stand in a relationship and be seen fully and see someone else fully and you can love them period like with all of it I was thinking about that when I I know this is like a little tangent but it's sort of not I was thinking about it when I was running yesterday um I was like it's like kind of the best love story you know like I don't have that love story with men yet (laughs) I don't (laughs) but I definitely have it in this you know Uh, and um oh no we're for sure in a relationship (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it is a love story. Um, yeah, yeah so. I mean, it is. It's like, I, I mean, when we, when I said something about, I, I had a, I had a, my 2016, what I, what do I want out of 2016? I, you know, had all these things. And the thing that I didn't get was a partnership. I think we talked about this on our resolution episode, mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. so many people responded and said, oh, I think you did, you know, get a partnership. Mm-hmm. It's just not oh, the one, sweet. you know, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. All right. So let's talk about like the last hundred. I mean, it is so hard. And I like I'm overwhelmed by the task. Um, I think when we do like maybe our 200 episode, if we ever get there, um, Mm -hmm. that we do something that's like a retrospective um, where we pay somebody to do something. But I think for now, like, I just want to talk about like um, a couple of the moments. Yeah, like what was what's like one that stands out? Like what's one of the moments that stands out for you or one of the episodes that stands out? One of the episodes that stands out. Oh god, they're so I I mean, I'll just do my favorite. My favorite interview by far for me was was Augustine Burroughs. Um because it was just like this disbelief. Like I had we had had some really great authors on by then. We'd had some great teachers. We'd had, you know, like some big people um, in the in this world, in this space. But to me, you know, like I had read his books and and just sort of, I I like love this guy. I love his work. And then to sit there and l- we did that whole interview with our video on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And I was sitting on my hands, like, because I, they, they, they were like, I was afraid they would like leave my body, like spin off. Um, and I just, my whole body was like vibrating, just watching him, like with his dogs walking around in the background and like 
what? Like he was a human. He was an actual human and you were sitting there talking to him. I know. Yeah. Not to like just throw up or pass out. It was very surreal and, uh, I don't know. It was just one of those. Well, that's how I feel about Glennon, right? Like, I didn't feel that way about Augustine. I was like, um, or Augustine, Augustine. Um, Mm -hmm. I felt very comfortable and, um, like he was no big deal because he wasn't like my, I mean, I love him, but I, he wasn't somebody that I, like when, when we did with Glennon, I, I was like, I couldn't handle myself. Like I couldn't. And I still can't. (laughs) So much that we didn't record it. (laughs) So much that we didn't record it. (sighs) Oh God. But yeah, like I get it. I didn't even look at him. I, you know, cause I look in the, I look in my camera. Um, I don't look at people's faces. I can't do that. So I don't actually make eye contact. That's so funny. Uh, so, and it, it, thank God you weren't freaking out. We were kind of both freaking out with Glennon. You were definitely, you know, more. But, but it's like at least I, I don't even know what I said in the interview with with Augustine. I like Augustine. 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 Um. Like, anyway. Oh. Um. Yeah. Mine was Melissa Phoebos. Like for sure, hands down. It was. I mean, like Glennon was a mate. Like it. Like I, it's not saying that like the people that we've interviewed because we've been so lucky to to interview who we've interviewed. But um. But my favorite by far was our talk that we had with Melissa. I was so in yeah. love with her and that conversation. And yeah. um. It was. I mean, I could talk. I it went. It went on for so long, and I could have talked to her forever. Um. And I just felt like it was just, it was such an important conversation. Her book was, had such an impact on me. And I know. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was, and then I got to meet her in person. And I mean, like, then I was, then I was super awkward. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, There, I just still, when I still think of, you know, there were two interviews that I did in my closet. One was with Rhea. That was a really big deal to me, too. Yeah, it was a big deal. Of course Rhea, it was. Rhea. Yeah. She, and, and it sounded terrible. Oh, her her background noise was awful. Was she, yeah. And, and we just. And we had to cut out so much. Do you remember how many edits we had to do? Yeah. Because she was like, oh, I didn't <laughs> nope. really want to say that. Don't want to say that. Can't you guys have me nope. to say everything? <laughs> <laughs> we had to and I was the editor then I had to hack that shit up oh yeah uh, god oh my god I was like I, I kept on saying nope like I mean she like she would I'd send it to her and be like please don't have any more edits 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 <laughs> and it was so funny too because she talked about Elizabeth Gilbert the whole time like we should have known like yeah. every story tracked back to Liz and you know my totally. best friend from Elizabeth the Gilbert very from the very first, first seconds. oh my god everything was about Elizabeth Gilbert and now they're together Elizabeth Gilbert has divorced her husband and her and Rhea are they're married now then they get they just got married no they had like a ceremony okay 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 of some kind but yeah Yeah. um yeah that was a super special one her book was amazing too yeah all of our interviews on like I hate the interviews I do like I just I know we don't they're not our favorite oh god um it's too much like i'm just not a social like i am like my friend steve and i were at dinner the other night we're talking we ran into one of his friends and he's like yeah he's socially awkward and then i was and he's like well i'm socially awkward and i was like well i'm socially awkward and then (laughs) and that yeah it's also really hard to navigate two people interviewing one person i mean (laughs) i know it's like a menage a trois it's very like it's who goes where 
Um, but the other thing with it too is, um, we've also had interview, like we've also interviewed people, like we've had where we've left the camera on and we've seen them and they weren't paying attention. And that also, I mean, it's just been like, it's been, it's, it is, it's one of my least favorite things. And it's also one of my favorite things. Like I think some of our best episodes come from really being able to, to talk to people. Um, and I do think we're a little disarming because it feels like we can make it feel very like, you know, like make people forget that this is going to be <laughs> it's like released in, into the public. So, um, uh-huh. but, but yeah. And then I would also say, and I don't count this as an interview so much as a, as a topic, but when we interviewed Melissa Johnson and we talked about, um, yeah. Um, mom shame, mom shame. And she talked about having her kids taken away and getting sober. Like her first, I think her first day of sobriety was in, was in um, family court and our kids are getting taken yeah. away. Um, and yeah. I mean, you want to talk about like the shit that that's, that's, that we, the shame that we have to, um, that we have to Ugh, reconcile with. Um, we did those back to back, right? We did like shame and then we did mom shame or something. All the things that like, we were personally ashamed of. And that was when you talked about ugh. Alma and we just really like, there was just a, um, I don't remember how, how the Melissa part came up or how we, how I um, came to really understand that, that she, I can't remember exactly what it was, but we, we interviewed her right back, like right afterwards. I think she emailed us after that or something. I don't know. Well, I know I championed it. Like, and like, because you've yeah. not wanted to go, like you've for, for very good reasons have been, you know, like somewhat hesitant to go down the mom stuff just because mm-hmm. the mom stuff is really hard. Um, and I pushed painful. for it. Yeah. It's the most painful. And I really pushed for it because I think it's so important for, for, um, Oh God! Yeah, it's so important to talk about. But yeah, that was one of my also one of my favorites because Melissa. I mean, primarily, not primarily, only because Melissa uh, is so brave and um, so sharing brave. that story. It's one of I think it's probably one of the bravest acts I've seen in all hundred episodes. Um, I, I agree. I think that that was, I uh, yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Is there any been anything like super surprising? Um, oh my God. Like, I think that the most surprising thing is how much we've decided to talk about. I was surprised when you were going to, when we, we renamed the episode from Justin's to Narcissist. I was surprised when you were willing to talk about your relationship with Justin. Um, but I think the most surprising thing has been like, it's just like, are we really going to do this? Like there is like the, the beauty of like what you and I like are able to do is that we will like basically, you know, hold hands and jump off a cliff and be like, yes. okay, let's just talk about having sex sober for the first time. <laughs> let's talk about what happened when that guy dumped you. Let's talk about rejection. Let's talk about how you left your daughter in a hotel room. Let's talk Talk about mm-hmm. using a toothbrush, you know, to to like vomit out, you know, like five <sighs> grocery bags of food. Let's talk, you know, we, we've just like we go there like, you know, we, like I talked about how I went on that date and the guy couldn't get his dick up. And like, yes. and I was just oh like, am God, I going to talk about this? Like, yeah, I'm going to talk about this. I think it's always just like, well, I'll have that moment. I'm like, OK, yep, 
let's do this. Like, let's just talk about it all. Let's talk about our family. Let's talk about, like, our sex lives. Let's talk about, like, you know, um, vaginitis. Let's talk about... Um, <laughs> vaginas you know, a lot. That, lots of like, vaginas. Yeah. Let's yeah. remember why that guy. Are you, why are you willing to do that? Because that's the kind of person I am. I've always been interested in shocking people. Um, like when, I mean, it's just, uh, is it the shocking that you like or what? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think we should, I just think that personally, I've always like, I don't understand why, like, I do not understand why certain things are okay and certain things are not okay. I don't understand. Um, like, I mean, I just like, uh, God, how do I say it? I don't know. I mean, I always have pushed the envelope. Let's put it that way. With my within my family, I have always pushed the envelope. I've always said the things. I've always, you know, like when I was six, I asked my grandma why my grandpa divorced her. You know, I'll never yeah, forget that. Yeah, you were you that know? kid. Yeah, like I just am like, why are we not talking about this shit? Um, yeah. And even more so since I became, like, I do believe that, like, I wrote this piece. It's one of my favorite pieces. It's called We're Not the Martha Stewart Generation. Like, our task is not to bait. Like, there was a, when I was growing up, I did believe, like, my cousin, who's like, she's always been, she's older. She's in her 50s. You know, she she's kind of who I modeled myself after. She became an accountant. She lives in L.A., lives in Pasadena. They drive Volvos and Porsches. She has a big, beautiful home. She has a huge gourmet kitchen. She, I just always was like, I'm going to grow up and marry, um, you know, an oil exec like she did. And then I'm going to like, I'm going to subscribe to um, Real Simple. And um, and I'm going <laughs> you that. to. That's so weird. I, but I did. I thought that that was the ideal. I thought the ideal was like having, you know, was what she did, which was she learned how to gourmet cook. She had always hosted family things. She had a big home. Um, I thought that that was success. And so I think success is very different now. I think success is being able to be in, be in, in, be in with our brothers and sisters and not have these, these barriers of truth, like these, these, like these, where are these facades around as if we yes. are the things we present ourselves to be as if we are this, like, it's just such a bullshit, bullshit thing. And it keeps us right. sick and it keeps us stuck and it keeps us separate and it keeps us thinking that like we are, we like that we are, that we are inferior, superior and all sorts of shit. And so I just like, don't you feel like you almost have a, a like you can't, you just can't anymore. Oh, I just like can't. I just allergic to it. Cannot. Yeah. I can not. I tolerate being around extended family. I tolerate it because we we I go back into that where we're not talking about anything. Nobody talks about yeah. anything. I know. You know? And I know. so I tolerate it, but I do not congregate where lies where we where we are comfortable living within the lies that that That's like right. so that present so well. I don't go those to those places anymore. I don't hang out with those people anymore. I can't stand Never. it. And so no. I don't have any problem talking. Like, I want to push the envelope. I am constantly and consistently thinking of how can I make people uncomfortable um, <laughs> with, like, what is it that I can talk about that will make people uncomfortable, you know? Or what is it that I can say that most people don't, like... You know, I'm like, I, I talk about like, I don't wear deodorant anymore. Like why? Like, it's such a stupid thing to think about. But like, why can't I talk about why I don't wear? Like, why can't I talk about the fact that I kind of stink sometimes? You know, like, what? Why are we not talking about that? No, like, I love we, it. We all I know. have body odor. Some it. of us just use chemicals to repress it. But hello, we all have body odor, you know, like a soap. Um, 
you know, like, and, and the reason I think it's such an interesting thing is because I'm sitting in this room, I'm sitting having a meeting with, with, uh, with a guy I, that I work with, and we're like going over this, we're like intimate, sitting next to each other, talking about really important things. And I'm like, I can smell myself. I wonder if he can smell me. And it's just like, <laughs> that's a separate, that's something that separates, right? Like, so can we just talk yeah. about this? Like, I kind of smell, I kind of don't wear deodorant. And I've been traveling a lot and I had a lot of coffee. So, um, no, but I think it's, just one of these things like it's just like how can we remove the barriers that like you know like so that we can talk and and again and normalize like and and how can we like how can we make it so that we can you know like um jordan bach posted something great about like oprah and his thread a couple days ago and he Uh. was just like like we need to be able to have these conversations that are weird and uncomfortable so that we can't like we have to with what's going on in the world right now like we need to be able to talk about you know, like this stuff, you you guys might disagree with some of the stuff Laura and I said at the beginning of this, but like, can we talk about it without like killing That's each right. other without like, you well, know, Glennon says it well, like hate doesn't survive proximity, you know, right. and if you are looking at if you're able to to just like pull all the things into the living room that the whole family's fucking afraid of talking about and you can all look at them, it's hard to hate them. It's harder to hate them when you're looking at them. That's right. Or at least you can say, I hate that. And this is why. And you realize like you're not that different. You know, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. My, my similar, I I don't know that I, so I have not always been, well, that's not true. I think my family would say like, no, she always has wanted to talk about the things that are really uncomfortable. Um, or I was privately interested in them before I was publicly willing, you know, I've always been the one that's like, no, I want to know what actually happened. Like, I want to know, I want to know what it was like to die, to like lose your wife to cancer. I want to know about your pain. I want to know what that feels like. And I, I mean, I've always been like drawn to the darkest poetry and music and all of that because I wanted to know, like I wanted to hang out there and really understand what happens to us and right. how it feels and how it changes us and what what is possible in right. that space. Right. And I think that that to me is is yes, it's a lot of what you said. It's like what can we, especially for women, Put, you know, for myself, especially for moms, especially for all these things that I pretend that I that I was, you know, all these roles I played and what that means and what it did, what it never meant. <laughs> well, what it's it never just meant. Like, can we, I think like one of the things and I love that you brought this up. There is like we have to be able to go down into our shadow and into our darkness and reconcile it with the light. And I think one of the things that you and I both do really well and that makes us makes us like want to do this is like we do love like we do love talking about the gross in the dark stuff. And like, and I think, and I think you and I are very aligned in this. Like the, um, I think that that's where the beauty is. I think the like oh, I think there was this woman, and I can't, I wish I could think of what her name was, but she just she painted a bunch of pictures about depression and what depression feels like, and it was yeah. just like there's so much beauty in pain and in suffering and in despair and in um you know and in and in the and the grossest most shameful parts of us. There's so yep. much beauty and and bigness in that, and you like and big light, you know, like um. 
God, who wrote this? I don't know. I've been reading so much stuff lately, but, but the bigger the light, the bigger the shadow. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, I think that there's such a, like, I, I think that's so well put, like, just like that you've, you know, like the idea that, that, that wanting to interested in the dark and the the pain. I want to know that, like, I want to sit in it with people and, and understand it intimately and be able to like, not turn my eyes away. Yeah. Yeah. for anything you know yeah. and you do that and so well too like sitting in the dark with the people that's it but it's where I feel like I, I'm not it's where I feel I get I, I don't know at home you know I, I I've just I don't know what it's not like oh I'm gonna do this so I can be brave I'm gonna do this so I can it's where you're drawn it's you're doing something. it because you're attracted to it you're doing it because yeah and I and I want the sense. same to be given to me you know I I think about like the it's so funny I I had a f- Facebook reminder come up that five years ago I had gotten beauty and terror tattooed on my arm and it was before, I, it was right after I got separated. It was before I got sober. It was before so much. Like there was so much to come from that. <clears throat> and, or, or after that, that I didn't know. Like the, the hard parts hadn't even really begun yet. But I got it. And I, I've been thinking about that poem a lot lately, you know, especially like the first part of it where he, it's a real K poem. And he says, um, God speaks to us each as he walks us out silently into the night. Um, and then it goes on to say, like, go to the limits of your longing and flare up like a flame and make big shadows I can move in. And I've been thinking about that, those two lines a lot lately, like, like, show me where you are by burning yourself to the ground, you know, like, I want, that's where I'm going to find you. And I think that's why, why I really want to talk about it is because I, it's like, I think that's just, that's what it feels like to me to be, to every time we kind of turn the microphone on and step into it, it's like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to like jump off the cliff together. Like you said, we're going to make, we're going to make big shadows that we can move in and so we can all be located, you know? Yeah. What do you mean located? Like we can find each other. Oh, so we can you find know? each other. It's like yes, I feel yeah. like we're all just sending up little flares for each other. And that like I needed those and I think that's why what your your work works is because you're like, here, here's my flare. Like I'm gonna talk about this thing. And people see it and they go, Me too. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's what I do. And that's what so many of our like um, the people in this community do so well. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right. So why don't you name? Let's maybe like quickly go through a couple of our favorite episodes um, or or moments. Um, I loved our teachers episode. I just why do you I love just, that one so much? It was not one of my favorites. I think because. Uh, I had I had a moment on that episode where I realized when I was talking about tiny beautiful things that I realized how much writing her writing and and words have done for me. It like reconnected me with my my primary love yeah. of writing. Right. Um, I just remembered it as as we were talking. I remembered what it was like to read that letter 
um, after I had left my husband and how much permission it gave me and how healing it was for me. So I just, I remember that as like a huge release for me, a huge like growth moment. Yeah. Um, another, I, I have to say having Rob Bell on the first time was like every, I don't know, connecting with him and his work and having him on has been a huge part of my path. Like he's a go-to for me, um, on a, like a daily basis. Like I don't listen to, to all that many podcasts and I don't, you know, tune into, to very many people consistently, but I tune into him consistently and he's, I really, um, just, I don't know. He, I aspire to sort of hold myself in the way that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was kind of, it's not one of my favorite moments, but it was like a meaningful moment. Like the first time we recorded together in DC, well, it's the only time we've recorded in the same room. No, that's not true. We've mm-hmm. done it twice, but we recorded in DC. It was the first time we'd met mm-hmm. on that trip. Mm-hmm. And I was so sick Mm-hmm. And we recorded Relapse Part 2. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, like, this is a thing. Like, we're doing this thing. It was, like, one of those moments where all this stuff that's been in your, like, has been imaginary or out there comes together. Right. <laughs> like, we're sitting in a hotel room together in Washington, D.C. for Unite to Face Addiction. <laughs> and I'm really sick. And I don't feel good. But we're recording this thing. And we're talking about relapse. And I, I love that episode, too. <laughs> I do. I love those. I love both those episodes. Um, Yeah. And I remember that, like, specifically. I remember that specifically. Um, Any other favorites? That you, no, like, I, think those, I mean, I have tons, but I, I'll just, I'll leave it at those. What are yours? Um, I loved, um, when we talked about sex, I love talking about so, like sober sex. That, that was like, that was like really early on. And I thought like, it was an interesting thing that I wasn't I really sure. I want to do it again. I, I want to do sex again. I don't. Cause I'm not, I mean, you really want to, I'm not having sex like there. That's the episode. Not yet. Done. Like maybe in a year <laughs> after you have sex, we'll do it again. <laughs> Hey guys, Holly had sex. That'll be that's what that's we all. <laughs> the Holly last time, has. no, like let's talk about that for a second. I haven't had sex. I haven't, and I like Hello. when I was in. Well, okay, when I was in Italy last year, I had sex with um, I had sex with a couple guys, right? And um, I just remember like I had sex with Francesco when like like the second night I got there, the third night, I don't know, and um. And then, um, and then I was kind of done with that. Like we just, it didn't go really well. Yep. And then I just, and then you said something like I, you said something about like, you can't be in Italy for two, like for, cause I was supposed to be there for like, I think like over two months, you can't be in Italy for two months and only make out with one guy. And I really got upset at that. I just started yep. to feel like I had to be like, I was inadequate. And so, and then I went and had sex with another guy and, but not really. And then when I came back, Peter and I had sex and it was awful. Like he, it was a typically, typical, like I am going to get my, like the typical thing that I encounter is I'm going to get mine. I do not care. Like there is, I do not care about your pleasure. And so that happened. And then, um, and I told him about it, you know, I just basically said like, sorry, I'm not interested in like, in mediocre, in fucking somebody that's not interesting, interested in me for mediocre sex. Like I am not interested in that. And then, 
And that was it. I've been on lots of dates. They end in hugs. Um, that's it. I had sex with uh, that guy, the tattoo artist, in January. Mm-hmm. Um, the night after my birth. No, but like I in October, and um, and it was awful. I stopped it, and then in in yeah. January we tried to do it again, and he couldn't get it. He couldn't get an erection, and he like, and not only that, he was just like. Like, it was the same thing. Like, there is, like, there, I am never fucking a guy again unless he's gonna fucking go down on me. I am so done with that. I am so done with self-serving fuckers. Like, literally. I just am. And it's so, like, that just blows my mind because, God, there's a lot of men who like to do that. Like. Well, not when you're. Not when you're the, you know, not the kind of girl that calls. Like, I, like, we attract the thing. Like, we I know, all attract no, the same thing. I, like, I'm not it, saying like, that to make you feel bad. I know. No, I'm just saying it's not a surprising thing to me because that's the dude that I have to, like, that's the dude I have to keep rejecting, right? Like, that's yes. the one I have to keep on rejecting. But it's just, I, and I am in this place now where I am, I mean, I've never had a lot of sex. I've just never, I love sex, but uh-huh. I've never been the kind of girl that just, like, has a lot of sex, you know? Like, I know. I've, it's always a very, like, yeah, it's yeah. just uh, I was with my first boyfriend for three years before we had sex, you know, and um, and I wanted to save my virginity until I turned 18. It's always been a very like last like it's always been a very um, it's very rarely been the first thing that I do with a guy. But now I'm in this yeah. place where I feel like it's just impossible. I really honestly feel like having sex is like like like, like I, island. I can go out like I'm about to go out and ask for millions of dollars to fund my company. And I find that to be. <laughs> like easy compared to more possible <laughs> to having sex <laughs> oh god see this is why I want to talk about it because it's so but we don't we won't for till we till you watch till it too it. but oh I've had a lot of revelations and thoughts and because you've had a lot of sex <laughs> you yeah have, but i also you, i don't get it i don't understand how like i don't understand how your dates turn into sex and my dates turn into hugs i want to know i want to go on a date with you just to watch <laughs> just to see where it's going wrong and, <laughs> oh i wouldn't say it's going wrong <laughs> i wouldn't say there's anything better about that happening it's sometimes I that's would. very <laughs> sometimes that's very um violating and not in like a the guy takes advantage it's more just like I don't there's so much there I can't even start to go down yeah, that yeah, but yeah, we yeah, will yeah, have yeah. we, we will have that conversation because I've had a lot of recent thoughts about it and just curiosities about my own you know thoughts and behaviors and feelings and and all of that it's it's fascinating to me my my like face is in my hands like I'm literally like <laughs> like pushing on my eyeballs um <laughs> I'm so I know, frustrated. I'm so frustrated. Like when you say like, oh yeah, we had sex. I'm just like, I get so mad. And it's not like, I just get so mad. I get so mad. I know you don't even pretend to want to hear more. You no, I like, don't want to hear it. Just I go can't. like, no. fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Great. Good for you. Well done. Excellent. Uh, to be clear, people, I'm not having sex like you're oh, having a oh my god. Okay, when I I have I I had a man put a flaccid penis in my vagina on January oh. 20th. That is oh. my sex for all of 2017. 
So let's say, like, in my world, you're having a lot of sex. Compared Fair. It's to- relative. Great. Great. Okay. I have. Yeah, that's that's okay. not been my experience done. in 2017. <laughs> We're done. Next. <laughs> We're done. Okay. Fuck. Okay. So I like that um, episode. I love talking about this stuff. I also loved Miracles and Angels. I thought that was one of my favorites. It's still oh, one of my favorites. Do you remember that? that like when we talked, it was so good. good. I know, right? Um, yeah. I loved Laura's Lazy and Holly's Mangry. I loved the word Mangry. I don't think, <laughs> I wish we would say it more. I wish we would use that word more. We can. Mangry. Hangry caught on. We're going to say mangry. 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 Um, I love that episode because I was so unapologetically. It was right after Peter, you know, gave himself an orgasm in my vagina. And I, it was like so. Used my vagina to give himself an orgasm. <laughs> he used my vagina to <laughs> masturbate. And, um, and it was so Ugh. like freeing to be so pissed off, to be so yes. pissed off at that. Like it was the first time that I didn't feel like when it's like an angry woman, you know, like, oh, she's just mm-hmm. an angry woman. Like, no, I I didn't feel like that. I felt so righteously mad at it and the whole thing because it was really right. that was hard. That was so upsetting. That was so fucked up. Okay, it was. Um, I love other people's drinking because I love talking about people judging other like sober people judging drinkers. Um, yes. Um, what else? Hold we on. We can do that one again too. There's so much more on that. There's so much more on that. Um, what else do I have here? I loved uncool. I thought like because I think not drinking is so cool. Oh my god. Um, I know. So I love talking about that. Like, was and it's the best um cover art we've ever had. Oh my god! Right? Yes. Um, hell is other people. Um, it was another one of my favorites because I do like. Well, I love talking about love and light. I love also talking about assholes. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and um, and then I would say like probably the most moving. I would say the most uh the most moving thing that's happened in the last two years was when we talked in episode. I think it was five. About um, it was the second steps episode, and I said, or maybe it was the first one, and I said that people who were sober that hadn't found God um, weren't happy. And then Catherine Gray wrote, and then she she was an atheist, and she was she was also had been had been reading our stuff and also following the show, and and then um, and then I had a really like, and it was just like it was such a now you guys are travel wives, right? But it was such a valid criticism, and we had and then she wrote this beautiful like article for I asked her some questions and we posted like um, yeah on atheism in um like like how to like how to get sober and and be an atheist or something like that, and then we had her on and we talked about atheism and then she and i went to like uh she met me in sicily and then we just went and traveled uh you know through england and um and to france together and so and she's just a great friend now um you know and so funny and so wonderful Uh, yeah that was a, a a really beautiful turn of events yeah, and it, well, it just I think it goes to show, like that thing that we said at the beginning, like this is a community that understands, like 
you know, there's 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 a lot of people that don't agree with me that listen to the show. And there's a lot of people that don't agree with you that listen to the show. We've talked about that. There's definitely a contingent that sees yes, more of themselves in you and more of themselves in me. And I think that this is just goes to show but people listen. And this goes to show that we can within this community look past a lot of things that typically divide humans um, because we have this this thing in totally. common. And, um, and God, I hope we just keep doing that, you know, like we don't do well. We are two voices and two minds. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about half the time. And, Mm-mm. you know, we, we know what we think, but we don't, we're not right. So, I, God, yeah, I love, we don't, I, I love hearing um, helpful uh, There's a difference discussion. between somebody, there's a difference between unsolicited advice and, and also the way Catherine wrote, she always said she was really surprised the, about the response she got from me. She thought I would say, fuck you. And um, there's a difference when somebody can talk about this is how this affected me versus yeah. this is what's wrong with you. Whenever anybody starts something and tells me That's what right. I need to do and what's wrong with me, we're we're not talking anymore. Like we're done. That's right. Um, right. But when people write me and say this is this is how this affected me. Um, this is how I see it. Um, this I'll is, always you know, listen. Like, oh, my God, for sure. Like, no matter how mm-hmm. much it hurts, you know, like, mm-hmm. I will, no matter how wrong I am, you know, and need to be called on it. But there's a very big difference between unsolicited advice. Here's what's wrong with you. Um, <laughs> you and, need to go to therapy. <laughs> right. Or any, I mean, there's many things. Like, there's so many things, you know, like, you need to be more humble, right? Like, that's the one that mm-hmm. I wrote a piece about. Like, I, the, the girl that, like, one of the girls that wrote me something she tried to write me again and I like I just was like I'm done I'm done like I'm I have nothing left to say to somebody that came at me like that um I know so anyway um you know it's just but with Catherine is a really good example and there's many people that have written you know they've called you know me on my shit and on and I there's a very you know there's a very different there's a very different um reaction to a constructive conversation about different opinions and um and and one where there's attack of character um that's right so anyway all right that's it god bless you (laughs) it was worth it though this is awesome and it's our hundredth and uh, yeah. Hey, hmm. I'm gonna go get a tattoo today. What are you gonna do? I, oh my god, um, I haven't done yoga and like I did. I went to Steph's class on Sunday. Oh my god. Mm. Oh no, I haven't done yoga in a long time. Oh, um, so it was hurty. I haven't. I'm. It's Friday, and that means I haven't done yoga since Sunday. So it's a bad. It's it's not good. Oh, I see. Um, I've been traveling. Yeah. I've been. Um, I've been in. I've been. Um, I'm disgusting. Um, I've been working and traveling, and um, I'm in the middle of doing um, big things, really big things, and really important things. But um, but also I. Uh, so yeah. So I'm gonna go to yoga. I'm gonna hang out with my mom, and then I'm gonna like do all my laundry, clean up my. Mm. bedroom and then i've got a shit ton of motherfucking work so i'm gonna do a shit ton of motherfucking work so me too all right well good luck on your tattoo happy birthday um will this air on your birthday this will air on your birthday um Laura's birthday today guys august 23rd she turns 40 um oh and i may or may not be on back on social media probably not yeah you're gonna take some time off and that's great yep i'm on a yeah. Anyway. All right. I love you. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye for the hundredth time. Bye for the hundredth time. God.
Radio. Infinitely so.